You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and the 2023 Ottawa Rose selection is about to happen and Sarah Griffin is the coordinator from the centre. I have Sarah with me here and Sarah is a former Rose. Welcome Sarah, delighted to have you. What's happening? Give us a little bit of background and the interest coming out of the pandemic. Absolutely. Hi, Austin. It's great to be back. Um, so we haven't had a selection since 2019. Obviously, 21, 2021 was cancelled due to the pandemic. So we're very excited to be back in 2023. Uh, we have 10 amazing applicants um, from Ottawa and Montreal. Um, and it's shaping up to be an amazing selection. We actually sold out our in-person selection very quickly this year, uh, graciously hosted by the embassy at the residence of the Irish ambassador to Canada, Eamon McKee. And we're very excited to have them with us during the selection as well. Um, as a result, we've actually created uh, what's called a viewing party. So we'll be live streaming the selection at Bridget's Well in the Kildare Room um, for those that were unable to get tickets. So it's 10 bucks at the door, $5 for students. We'll have prizes, raffle, live music afterwards. And then once the selection is over at the residence, the newly selected 2023 Ottawa Rose, all the applicants, friends and family will all join us at Bridget's Well. So uh, we're very excited um, to be going forward with the selection. And again, you know, the center is run entirely by volunteers like myself. Um, so I'm very grateful for their help. Sarah, Sarah Therenton, 2009, Ottawa Rose, Carrie Mortimer, Victoria Lucas, Louise Ibeltoff. We can't do it without them. And the same mm-hmm. goes with our sponsors. Um, we're a not-for-profit. We rely on our sponsors to function, to send the selected Rose to Ireland, and obviously to even have a selection. So we're super thankful for them. Um, you mentioned, you, you, sorry, you mentioned sending the Rose to Ireland. For those who don't know, the event has been going on since 1959 in Ireland, and uh, the Ottawa Centre, I think, was 2009 established. Yeah, so that's 2019 right. was the 10th anniversary. And the event in Ireland uh, happens in August. A little bit on that, Sarah. Yeah, so the event in Ireland, what really started back in the 1950s as a way to get tourism to the west coast of Ireland, now has turned in into the longest-running festival of its kind in the world, celebrating women of Irish descent. So, like you mentioned, I went over in 2016, and so will the 2023 Ottawa Rose, and she'll be the ambassador for Irish culture and heritage for Canada's capital. And she's alongside 32 other women from around the world, so North America, obviously Ireland, even the United Arab Emirates, New Zealand, uh um, Australia and so on. Um, so it's really exciting to have an ambassador as that role instead of what it kind of was before and has evolved into this way for women to gain confidence, um, network, build uh, support um, in their roses, not not just internationally, but also locally. Um, this year we were able to do uh, a few events with our roses and they've really gotten to know each other and we've gotten to know them and it's it's great for them to have met each other through this and that's what it's all about so so uh, sarah we're going to hear from the 10 applicants and after we've heard from the 10 applicants you and i will pick up a conversation briefly again and mm-hmm. uh, catch up on that so we're going to go over and these are the 10 young ladies who have applied to the center in order to try and be that ambassador Aoife MacDonald represents Bridget's Well 
and uh, is participating in this year's Rose of Tralee. And Aoife has very strong Irish heritage. Uh, Aoife Tafalchiroth, tell us a bit about yourself, Aoife. Of course. So, hello, Austin. Um, thank you so much for having me. So, as you said, my name is Aoife McDonald, and as my parents like to call me as a child, Aoife, daughter of the King of Leinster. <laughs> Um, so I'm very excited to be celebrating and um, participating in this year's Ottawa Rose Selection. And as you said, I'm being sponsored by Bridget's Well. I am 27 years old. I was born and raised in Ottawa, but I have dual citizenship for Ireland and Canada. And my parents are Patty and Breach McDonald. Uh, my mother is from Mount Bellew, County Galway, and my father is from Port Arlington, County Leash. Um, the first time I was actually in Ireland was when I was only four months old um, and I was baptized in the church. My parents were married. So I've been going back home to Ireland every summer since I was born to, to visit our extended family. And we also used to sometimes go back for Christmases and other holidays as well. Mm -hmm. um, and funny enough, my first summer that I actually spent in Canada was uh, when I was in university. So kind of shows you the dedication that we had to <laughs> visiting our family in Ireland. So Aoife, you would have been very familiar with the Rose Tralee uh, and may even have been in Ireland during the times that it was happening. Definitely, yes. Um, I have very fond memories of sitting in the, the family room by the telly watching uh, the Rose of Tralee Festival and just being in awe of the inspiring and beautiful Irish women in front of me and coming from a family of very strong and empowering Irish men and women. Um, they have always encouraged me to be confident, to put myself out there and that no matter what, they would always be there to support me and cheer me on. So that's also one of the reasons I was um, interested in participating this year. And Eva, you have a bachelor's degree in uh, history and political science and uh, concentration in international relations. Um, what attracts you in that direction? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm actually uh, a graduate of both Carleton University and the University of Ottawa. So for my undergraduate at Carleton, that's when I did the Bachelor of Arts Honours in History and Political Science. Um, but then afterwards, I went to U Ottawa and I graduated with a Bachelor of Education in French and History for the Intermediate Senior Division, so to become a high school French teacher. And I think what kind of drew, uh, inspired me to go for um, history and political science was definitely um, my parents. My dad, I would consider very much a history buff. He knows anything and everything about Ireland and Irish history. Um, so that definitely uh, instilled within me a passion and a desire to learn more about history um, because I think it's really important to know where we came from so that we can look towards the future. And then I think also just being someone of Irish descent, um, being involved in politics um, is very important to understand the importance of our freedoms and political autonomy. So I think that was also a little bit of a driving force for for that degree. And you got to Europe from the political science side of it as well. You got to see firsthand politics in action in your little bit of time at the Senate. Yes, yeah. So um, although I was initially planning on pursuing teaching, I ended up receiving a, a job offer from the Senate of Canada. So I now currently work for the committee's directorate. Specifically, I support the um, Standing Senate Committee on Legal and Constitutional Affairs. And I honestly really enjoy it as I'm learning so much about how bills are debated and adopted within the Canadian Senate. And when it comes to the arts, uh, you're an uh, active participant with the James Joyce Association, I see. Yes, exactly. Um 
I have definitely been very involved uh, with the Irish community growing up and have participated in many different events, um, such as obviously St. Patrick's Day parades, the Bloomsday festivities, the Irish Film Festival, events at the Ambassador's House. Um, and I find just working at Bridget's Well, which is also St. Bridget's Center for the Arts, um, has allowed me to really engage with the Irish community and um, participate in so many wonderful and meaningful events. Well, Eva, it's been a real pleasure connecting with you and learning a little bit more about you. And I wish you um, all the best and hope, uh, should you be selected, uh, I have no doubt you would be our most fitting ambassador to represent Ottawa in Tralee. Thank you. That is so kind of you. Thanks a million. Take care. Colleen Shirley is the Ottawa Gales Rose, and uh, Colleen comes from Castleman but she has Irish roots in County Wexford and County Carlow and works in the dairy industry. She's a herd manager at a farm in Navan. And that's not Navan in Ireland. That's Navan <laughs> just outside of Ottawa. Colleen, you're very welcome. <laughs> I'm intrigued that you are a herd manager. Tell me yes. more. Tell me more. Okay, so basically my main goal in my day-to-day job is to just keep my herd um, happy, content, keeping them healthy, making managing any potential problems and just potential daily care. Um, so from feeding cows to milking cows to treating any illnesses, um, helping with births, and then taking proper care of calves after they're born. So it's just... Those type of things. How large a herd? Uh, so our operation, we have, uh, there's, there was originally three barns. We lost one last year in that storm that the, the, the windstorm the, that hit last the, May. The Dorico. Yes. So um, I got caught up in that and we lost our one barn. That was my main barn. We were milking 80 cows. Uh, but then we also have the other two farms that one milks just under 300 currently, and then the other one is milking 110. So we so, have around 800 head of animals in total if you count from babies to mature milking cows. And yours would be a dairy farm as distinct from for beef farm? Yes, so we milk cows. We also do breed some of our dairy cows to beef calves because otherwise we'd have way too many animals. Right, right. So with that number of animals, how do you manage through the winter? Um, Well, because our animals don't go out on pasture, so we're inside, we're barns. Like we have a fairly climate-controlled barn, so we – Things don't tend to, other than when it gets extremely cold, we don't have many days where water freezes or any of that. So it's actually a lot easier than you'd expect, but uh, you definitely got to wear some layers in the winter. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Colleen, uh, you play Gaelic football. You're not, yes, you, were, you weren't born in Ireland, but you were introduced <laughs> to Gaelic and you fell in love with Gaelic football. Yeah. yeah, when I was 12, I started playing. I started playing with the Auto Gales Youth Program. Did the summer camps, did that, went to CYC in the summer. I loved it. Just the community that is the Gales is, it's, there's not much, you can't explain it. They're like family. Have you been to Ireland? Yes. When I was 13, I went with my mom and we went to Cork, Dublin, and Wicklow. I fell in love with Wicklow to the point that I named my cat Wicklow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, 
On a more serious topic, I know you have struggled with some mental health issues. Yes. Would you fill us in a little on that? Yeah, so learning to cope with being OCD, especially on a farm, can be a little uh, a little difficult because you can't always control everything, and it's easy to obsess over things that aren't necessary. And especially in the farming community, like, mental health is very stigmatized. People are very old school. They don't like to talk about those type of things, but um, farming has one of the highest suicide rates in all industries, and it's not talked about enough. So I like talking about it and I like continuing to educate myself on how I can cope with things so I can help teach other people. Um, so yeah. And I have a strange question for you. Animals can be very intuitive. Yes. Would you ever notice that some of the cattle even might pick up on how you are emotionally feeling at a time. 100%. Animals are so quick to sense a mood. Like the moment you walk in a room, an animal can pick that up. So you want to be able to figure out how to control your emotions. Like you don't want to let the anger take over because that's just going to upset the animal. You want to be able to keep a level of contentness because you want you don't want to upset the animal over your own personal issues. Or even if the animal is what's upsetting you, you don't want to further upset it. So it's not a strange question. Animals are, they're so intuitive. It's its almost sometimes shocking. But just learning to keep a level head or learning that sometimes you have to walk away from an animal is so important. Colleen, we have to wrap up. It's been wonderful yep. meeting you. And yes, thank, you too. You, thank you very much indeed for sharing with us. Yeah, of course. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And it was I'm so thankful that you gave us this opportunity. Jervla McDermott is from Ballygar County Galway and uh, she is the Rose for El Taco de Oro. She now calls Ottawa home and has obtained Canadian residency. Uh, she got that in 2021 and has completed a Bachelor of Arts double honors and an accounting course from NUI Maynooth and a professional master of education at NUI in Galway. Dervlet, tough altar oath. Karakas. Hi, my name is Dervla McDermott. I'm, I'm a 28-year-old elementary school teacher um, with the Western Quebec School Board. Um, as you said, I'm from Galway, Ireland, and I was raised in a little town called Ballygar. Uh, both of my parents uh, come from Sligo, my mammy comes from Carnaboni in the Ox Mountains, and my dad is from uh, Gurchin. So they were a little bit disappointed with the fact that Sligo lost the Connacht final there last weekend. Yeah, well, so at, least yeah, but at least they're not from Roscommon. But... Oh, stop, your belly is on the border. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dervla, uh, a little about yourself. Um, I see when you were in Minot, you performed with the Gospel Choir. Um, so that's does that type of music appeal to you? Um, to be quite honest, I have a very eclectic um, bunch of music I'm into. I can go from one extreme to another. Um, my older brother actually had quite an influence on me when I was growing up. He played the guitar and he was into a lot of punk music. 
and my sister played the violin and the piano. Well, I come from a very musical household, to be quite honest. My dad right. plays the banjo. He was in a band. My sister was also in a band. Um, I like to play the guitar and I like to sing. Um, sometimes it's just to the four walls of my room, but okay. uh, it's a mini concert nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Sligo as well was very rich in music. But given yeah. that you migrated to Galway, I guess it was the Saw Doctors. But, oh, um, <laughs> it was the Saw Doctors, mighty band. <laughs> um, you uh, got involved with the No Name Club, no, no Name Club, a group of national clubs that host positive alcohol-free activities for young people aged 15 to 18 across Ireland. Tell me a bit about that. Um, I'll have to say that my involvement in that was uh, quite huge. I started off as uh, a child in the organisation. We would meet up every Friday or Saturday, depending on the on the um, activity. And we'd meet up in the community centre. We do activities. We might help out the local community, um, going to the local shop, filling up bags for people and helping out in uh, local events that are happening in town. And then as I got older, I took on a more of a volunteer role where I was helping the Mount Bellew No Name Club, uh, which is just up the road for me, where um, I kind of took the musical helm uh, role where we organize musical events. Um, uh, there was people singing and dancing and, uh, it was great fun. I did that for about four years and then, you know, my masters kind of took over me. Um, but, uh, my younger brother, he continued on and he actually won the, um, host of the year. Um, to mm-hmm. be honest, the year is after disappearing from my mind. So we've stayed close to the no name club. Definitely until I left to come to Ottawa. Right, I wasn't overly familiar with it. I'd heard it of it, but wasn't familiar. But it's quite a large national organisation, I take it. Oh, it's huge. And especially uh, coming from a small town where the pub culture is, is quite huge and and things to do other than going to the pub or playing sport, there was that other option to go do that, which is, is really great. It really is a huge organisation and has done a lot for me and the people in my community that I grew up with. So, Dervla, what would it mean to you to be selected to represent Ottawa as the Rose? Um, I think it would be a great opportunity, just as like an Irish immigrant, um, staying connected with my culture and my Irish heritage, as well as learning and getting involved with other cultures here in Canada, um, is a great opportunity and is very important to me. And I think the Rose of Tralee will offer that to me. Um, I think it's also a great opportunity to bring awareness to topics that I myself feel strongly about, like autism awareness and mental health awareness. Um, I just did the Darkness Into Light walk last weekend and raised over $600. Um, so I'd like to keep that going in the future and get a lot more people involved. Dervla, we have to wrap up. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. I wish you every uh, success and hope that you have a fun weekend. I know you will. And uh, who knows who re- will represent the Rose, but I know you are all more than competent and more than would be fantastic ambassadors. Oh, thank you so much, Austin. I really appreciate it. Fiona Kelly is the capital face Rose and hails from Barrie, Ontario. Uh, she has uh, some Cork and Kerry background. Fiona, delighted to meet you. 
Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, very excited for this uh, chat with you. Tell us a little about yourself. Oh, my name is Fiona Maeve Kelly. Uh, I'm from just north of Toronto, about an hour north. Um, I'm an Irish dancer and I'm currently studying in my, I just finished my second year at the University of Ottawa in my Bachelor of Arts for psychology. Um, I'd like to be a trauma therapist for first responders and military personnel. So that's what I'm going to school for. Uh, trauma therapy, um, given what has been happening in the world and the, the amount of catastrophes and etc. that's happening, that's a, it's an interesting area to get into. And there's an awful lot of people at the moment who would be suffering from PTSD. What attracted you to that area? Of course, yes. Um, I completely agree. Everything that's happened the last few years, we definitely need, have a need for that. And even previous, uh, there was a large need for um, especially trauma, PTSD. Um, so my attraction to it, both my parents are in the military and I have other family members and so lots of family and friends. And uh, being a proud Canadian, our um, service members, both military and first responders, they do so much for us to keep us safe. And uh, they sometimes have a hard time coping with that, um, especially if they suffer from PTSD, everything. Um, so I'm going to school so I can uh, hopefully be a helping hand for them and help them cope with that. Fiona, tell me a little about the Cork and the Kerry connection. Okay, so, uh, yes, proud Irish on both sides of the family. Uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, he's from County Cork, so he's the Kellys. He came over to Canada and settled in Whitby in 1953 and had his family. That's my dad. And then on the other side, on my mom's side, that's the O'Leary's. And my great-grandfather, he came to Canada in 1930, where he settled in Lacombe, Alberta. And he's actually from Tralee. So he's a very large inspiration and uh, that side of the family for uh, my participation in this. I was happy. Uh, I got the opportunity to travel to Tralee when I was younger, but oh, I'd love to go again. I can't wait. It would be lovely. Well, you've answered my next question. Was What, what was the interest or how did you... Uh, get yeah. engaged with the Rose of Tralee. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my mom actually let me in on that secret that she's been wanting me to do it forever. And so when it came up here and my dance teachers mentioned it to me as well, and it just seemed all the stars aligned, and here I am talking to you. What would you say the Rose of Tralee, as the Rose, whoever has selected the Rose in Tralee, what would you think is important about that? Oh, that would just be such a great honor. Uh, all the girls, I had a chance to meet them a couple weeks ago. I can't wait to see them again. They're all lovely. Um, everybody's so driven to show their Irish culture and heritage. Everyone's so proud. Uh, it would just be a lovely experience to show how proud we are, our culture for Ireland and keeping the tradition here in Canada alive, especially like that. All the everybody that's come to Canada, it's lovely. On the Irish dancing side, uh, you were you've competed, I take it. I have, yes. How'd you get on? Yes, yeah, so I've uh, I've been competing. I've been dancing since I was four, and I'm 19 now, so uh, quite a large part of my life. And I've been lucky enough to compete across Canada and down in the U.S. I've also completed 11 out of the 12 grades required to become a teacher to get my teacher certification. And uh, I'd love to do that to just continue Irish tradition and culture here in Canada. So Fiona, I take it you'd like to do that as uh, in hand in hand with your 
what you would then be your professional level of assisting people in the first responder and the yes, uh, exactly. other community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I'd love to do both of them. And in many ways, something like dancing is therapeutic. Of course it is. Of course it is. It's been such a great family for me, such a great support system here at home and in Ottawa. Well, Fiona, we have to wrap up. It's been a real yes. pleasure meeting you. And oh, it's I, been lovely. And I wish you the best. Thank you very much. You take care. Gemma Chowdhury is the Wilson Bryson Dennis School of Irish Dance Rose. And uh, Gemma uh, from uh, is in Toronto and uh, has studied at Carleton University, working towards an, and obtain, uh, attaining a Bachelor of Global and International Studies. And her Irish heritage stems from Wexford, Kilkenny and Watford. Welcome, Gemma. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. And um, studying global and international studies. A little bit about yourself, first of all, and your Irish heritage, your background, Kilkenny, as I say, Wexford, Watford. Yes. So my great-great-grandfather actually helped to build the Barrow River Bridge in between Kilkenny and Wexford, which I think is an interesting little tidbit of information about my heritage. And I actually had the opportunity multiple times, twice now, to travel to Ireland And so I went for the first time when I was around four or five years old, and I got the chance to go with my mom, my granny, and my great-grandmother. So we were four generations strong, and it was a little bit of a walk down memory lane for my great-grandmother because we went to see the church where she was baptized, and we went to see her school and her house where she grew up. So that was a really lovely trip. How did you feel when that was happening? I felt very proud to see where my heritage has stemmed from because just seeing that kind of in in the flesh was definitely very moving. Right. I notice you're a barista. Yes, I am. Or if I mispronounced it, you'll correct me. But um, I've seen the term and all the rest of it, but explain the actual function or what you do. What is it? Um, so I make people's coffees and lattes and um, just kind of prepare food for them as well because we also serve food. And um, I've attempted to do latte art, not very successfully, but it's a work in progress. So, yeah, it's like that. Latte art is where you kind of create a symbol on top of the cream, be it a shamrock or a heart. Yeah, a shamrock, a heart, a star, whatever, yeah. So when you say you try to create it, how do you try to create something like that? So you have to steam the milk or the cream, and then when you pour it on top, you can kind of um, move your hand in a way that creates a shape. Like okay. I don't know how to explain it. Just on yeah, okay. So it's yeah. as you're it's as you're pouring the okay. Yeah. And yeah. Um, how close are you to getting the heart or the shark? I got a heart. It wasn't a very symmetrical heart, but it. It was a heart nonetheless. Right. And I, do you have somebody uh, holding your hand while you're training on something like this? <laughs> is it trial and error? Yeah, that would be a good idea, though. That would be very helpful. But no, we have, we're kind of on our own to learn it. Right. You're Irish dancing. You studied with uh, Sufi Healy in Ottawa, and you're now uh, representing the Wilson Bryson Dennis School, uh, which is based in Burlington. How long have you been dancing? 
I've been dancing since I was four years old, but I started competing when I was about six. Right. And are you still dancing or have you hung up your shoes? Um, well, I would like to continue dancing, but I think university has made it kind of difficult to continue. But it's it's something I'm very passionate about, so I would like to continue. And I'm actually doing my grade exams so that I can hopefully work towards being a dance teacher one day. What is your most memorable dancing uh, event or, yeah, what stands out most? My most memorable dance experience is when I got to travel to Orlando for the dance nationals. And I actually went with a group of um, my dance mates and it was just a really fun experience. And we all bonded over it. And we all had matching green dresses with Celtic knotwork. And it was just a really lovely time. What would it mean to you have become the Rose? To me, it would mean being a good ambassador of Ireland and the Irish community as a whole and maintaining good values and just kind of being a good role model for the younger generation as well. Well, Gemma, we're going to have to wrap up. We were running out of time, but it's been great meeting you, and I wish a, a fantastic weekend coming up when you're in Ottawa. And uh, every, I hope everything goes well. Yes, thank you so much. The Sue Fahili Irish Dance Studio Rose is Kelly McFarlane, and Kelly is an Ottawa local, uh, which we have strong ties to New Brunswick uh, from both her parents. But I let Kelly tell you, or Kelly tell you all about that. Kelly, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, just a little bit about your um, heritage and your background and the Irish connection. Yeah, for sure. So both of my parents are from a very small eastern uh, town on the eastern New Brunswick called Mamershe. Um, they're known as being kind of the quoted Irish capital of Canada. My mom's side of the family is from Barnaby River, which is just south, which was also quoted as one of the Irish places, the most Irish places in Canada. Um, we regularly visit. My whole family still does live here. We moved to Ottawa for education purposes. My mother did for university, and we just stayed, and I'm here getting an education as well. Um, ties to Ireland as well. My mother's side is from Kilkenny, Ireland. They came mm. over. Um, and, yeah, I've performed in the Irish Festival, which is hosted there every year. Um, yeah, that's on my bucket list to get there. Yeah. <laughs> it is an amazing festival. I love it there. Yeah. And you've studied criminology and mm -hmm. uh, criminal justice uh, and uh, also uh, well, specializing in psychology and a minor in music history. What attracted you to the criminology? So um, I'm very language arts, and I find that the law and criminal side is very much so public speaking, very much so writing, um, and that's kind of my strong suit. I'm really attracted to that. I also I want to make a, a change, and I find that criminology and the criminal justice system is a way to do just that. Are there any issues that you see as if you had the opportunity, you'd want to change first? Oh, yes. <laughs> There's so many issues right now, but to not become super political, <laughs> um, one of the biggest one would be just like an inequality, um, kind of the inequality in our criminal justice system. That's what I want to tackle within my research for my further studies, yeah. Okay. And when it comes to music, uh, music history, you have preferences on what you study on that? 
Yeah, so I'm doing a minor in music history, um, and I'm kind of taking a focus on European music history. I've I've done a few very generalized music courses, but the European music is what I, my strong suit. My grandfather was a fiddle maker, so I have very strong ties with the fiddle instrument, and so I've redirected my interest in focusing more on European music and, more importantly, Irish music, because <laughs> a lot stems from the fiddle and a lot stems from Irish music. Aside from um, the uh, dancing side of your uh, musical side, do you play an instrument yourself? So I've uh, I grew up playing piano, the kind of generic instrument. I'm not a string player. I wish I was, but um, I played all throughout high school. I went up to the national level with my high school band. I played percussion, so I played the drums, miscellaneous. I'm also educated on the flute, clarinet. Kind of the whole umbrella of concert band instruments, yeah. Fantastic. And the Bowron? Oh, I, yes, of course. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, you're Irish dancing. How long have you been Irish dancing? So, I've been Irish dancing for about 17 years now. Um, I'm 19, so that kind of gives me... Turning 20 this year, so I started when I was three. Um, Irish dancing for 17 years, both recreational, competitive within um, a few different studios in Ottawa. I've also had strong ties with the recreational studio in Mamershie, um, the one that performs at the Irish Festival. I've gone to Ireland with them, toured Ireland with them. Um, Irish dance has done so much for me. <laughs> yeah. And it's bringing you to Nashville. It is bringing me to Nashville. I'm very excited. I'll be dancing in Nashville um, for the National Champion- Championships under Sufi Healy Irish Dance Studio. What would it mean to you if you were selected the Rose? If I was selected as the Rose, it would mean so much to me, more so my family back in New Brunswick, because I find that I'm representing Ottawa, but I'm also representing the small town, Mamashi. Um, it would mean a lot to my grandmother, um, who is, she loves the rose, but also, um, kind of a strong, I'm a younger applicant, I know that, and, um, it would kind of just move forth that young applicants can be selected and can have a voice in the, the rose of Chile. Kelly, it has been a real pleasure meeting you, and I wish you every success, and I know you'll thoroughly enjoy this selection weekend. Thank you so much. Mary Lynn Loftus is the United Irish Society of Montreal Rose, Ro, uh, the, of Montreal, uh, their Rose. And uh, Mary Lynn uh, naturally is from Montreal, but she has, uh, her father is from Balana and her mom from Jakarta in Indonesia. And I'm looking forward to learning a bit more about Mary, uh, Mary Lynn, because <clears throat> Mary Lynn was involved when she was at uh, university with McGill Women in the House. She mm-hmm. spent some time in Dublin, and I want to hear about that. And uh, she also uh, was selected as the um, Montreal St. Patrick's Day Queen. Uh, so, Mary Lynn, Tafalchur, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here and meet you. Uh, your dad, Balana, give us a little bit of the influences that have been there between your mom and your dad, and how that has uh, how you feel about that. I'd love to, yeah. So my dad is born and raised in Ballina, County Mayo. He moved to Canada to pursue education here, job opportunities, but he's kept close links to Ireland ever since moving. And we've actually spent many of our summers in Ballina, 
um, growing up. Those are some of my fondest memories, seeing my aunts, my uncles, getting to spend time um, in the fields and by the beach. So we basically visited every summer, and Falana is really big part of my heart and big part of my childhood. So, yeah, we've just continually been able to visit. Um, and then my dad, once he moved to Canada, really made sure to foster a strong sense of community in Montreal, in Ottawa also, often went to trips there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, indeed. I know your dad. Your dad has been really uh, heavily involved in the community. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about McGill Women in the House and, you know, and what that initiative was. Of course, yeah. So that's one of my big passions is really gender advocacy and empowerment, which is one reason why I really wanted to do the Rose of Trilly this year. Um, but it's basically a political shadowing program where McGill students have the opportunity to follow a member of parliament or a senator in Ottawa for a couple days and kind of see what their day to day looks like. And I had the opportunity to shadow Mona Fautier, who's now Minister of the Francophonie. So it was really great getting to go to constituency meetings with her, getting to be in the House of Commons with her during Q&A period. Um, and then in my later years at McGill, I was one of the coordinators for the program. So having benefited from it so much, I wanted other women at McGill to have the opportunity to enjoy the same things that I did. And uh, tell me about your time in Dublin, particularly uh, when you got involved in the Lighthouse Project. Yes, I absolutely loved my year in Dublin. I pursued my master's in public policy last year there. Um, and the Lighthouse is a really wonderful charity in the city. It's dedicated to homeless outreach and it's a food bank. So I actually found out about it through the church I attended and volunteered there throughout the year. I had a really flexible schedule with school, which was nice. So I really got embedded in that community, got to serve alongside Dubliners, um, got to know the city better through the people that I met and really engage in conversations um, increase social isolation and really break down those barriers through the homeless outreach. And then, as I understand it, um, you became involved in a Montreal initiative, Sandwich in the City. Yes, yeah, so that's another great initiative at my church right now. Um, it's also kind of similar, except we're going out on the streets, so we package meals, snacks, and basically we'll distribute them throughout the city, particularly in the downtown core. Right. Um, I would imagine that that type of exposure um, gives you an insight into the struggles that many people have and uh, how when you have the opportunity for education, how it mm -hmm. gives, you, gives you tremendous opportunity and how others, despite maybe education, have ended up in hard circumstances. A hundred percent. And I think that's something that I was really raised with. Um, through my involvement with the United Irish Societies in Montreal, there's a lot of philanthropic initiatives throughout the year, packaging Christmas baskets, volunteering at hospitals. Um, and I think that's something that my parents raised me with, really taking care of those around you, you know, caring for those in your community and loving your neighbours. Indeed. Well, Mary Lane, we are running out of time. It's been tremendous having an opportunity to have a chat with you and meet you. And uh, I know you'll enjoy the weekend, the selection weekend here in Ottawa. And thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much. Mary Pat McCray is the Fieldless Farms Rose. And Mary Pat is a full-time student at Carleton University, but has a tremendous interest in non-NGOs, not-for-profits.
and she, her mum grew up in Dublin. Uh, her dad, though Canadian, has um, Irish roots through his grandmother, who emigrated to Canada from Belfast. But somehow or other, he ended up back, I guess, in Dublin to meet Mary Pat's mum. Mary Pat, welcome. Thank you, Austin. Thank you for having me. Did I get that right? Did your dad find your mum in Dublin or did you, did your mum happen to be in Canada? <laughs> well, no, interestingly, my parents met on a safari in Kenya. Um, they are just celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary, but they met, my mum was on a working trip in Nairobi and my dad was working for UNICEF at the time and he was on a a mission in Nairobi as well and they met on a safari. Right. So I guess you have a real interest in not-for-profits and and looking after what I guess would be underprivileged or disadvantaged situations. I guess you must have got that from your dad. (laughs) Yes, I guess so. Yeah. Well, both of your parents, because if they were both, well, although on some, um, so what is it that appeals to you about some of that particular area? Mm-hmm. My whole life, we've lived overseas. So my family moved from Nepal to Nigeria to then spending almost nine years in Senegal and then four years in Thailand. And I've always grown up very aware of my privilege and I was attending international schools um, and having a lot of experiences, though I was always witnessing the the poverty around me and food insecurity especially, and just seeing people on a daily basis who are not as fortunate as I am. And so my dad, working for UNICEF, has really kept us as a family very grounded, and I've always wanted to give back and... Um, use my privilege and my, I guess, position to learn as much as I can and attend university so I can give back to other organizations that are helping. um, Would you say that those, and this is not to be uh, in any way unfair, but those who do not get an opportunity to witness something like that are in many ways at a disadvantage? Yes, I'd say so. I'd say that's true, though I think they lack uh, first-hand experience seeing these things, though you can still get involved in my program at university. Um, my program is called Global and International Studies, and I'm specializing in the environment, though others are specializing in law or social justice, and they're all having the same goal as I am, which is to just educate ourselves and then so we can continue to help others. And I think that is very valuable because there's people who really want to help others, and even if they are lacking that experience having grown up, they can still enter the field and are motivated by their desire to help other people. Was it your mom introduced you to the Rosa Tralee? Yes, yes, it was my mom and my grandmother, actually. She she passed away in 2021, though we would always visit her every summer. She would um, welcome us, and we always would stay with my grandmother in her house in Dublin. and every year we would watch the Rose of Trilly and um, she would always be telling us about it. So when I was eligible to apply this year, my mom was one of the people really supporting me with it. Tell me a little bit about Fieldless Farms. Yeah, Fieldless Farms is an, a business that aims to help reduce water waste with their irrigation system. So they have um, indoor 
farms for lettuce and other greenery, spinach and arugula. And they try to make it sustainable because it's grown year round, but they are very particular with the way they irrigate the plants so that it minimizes waste and they can maximize the amount of food they produce and make sure it gets to where they want it to go with the consumers here in Ottawa or just around without um, having to travel too far to increase like their carbon footprint mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. Try and mm-hmm. keep it as sustainable as possible. Right. Well, unfortunately, we can't chat much longer because we're running out of time, but it's been a tremendous opportunity to have a chat with you and get to know you. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend at the Rose. I know you will, and that the other girls and yourself form lifelong friendships from it. And that thank you. you. Yeah. yeah thank thanks, Austin. Thank you for having me. The Heart and Crown and the Aram Group uh, are sponsoring Molly Maher as their rose, and Molly is here with me now. Molly, welcome, and delighted to have you here. Thanks, I'm delighted to be here. And um, what has you applied for the Rose Trilly? Um, well, growing up, we watched it with my cousins in Ireland. Every summer we were there around the same time, and my grandmother is big into the Irish community and everything, and growing up, she's always wanted us to do it, and so... I just thought I'm the perfect age. It's the perfect time in my life to try out. So figured why not? Have you watched it at any stage previously over the years? Have you watched the event from Tralee? Yeah, we watched the when it's in Tralee. I haven't seen the Ottawa one, mm-hmm. but I've seen it in Ireland. And what was it or was there anything that stood out for you about it? Well, growing up, I loved the dresses. Yeah. As every little girl does, I'm sure. I just love that all the girls are just their best self and giving their everything and just there to represent Ireland and their own country and where everyone is from. It's just so cool to see everyone come together and represent this country. Right. So you are um, a third year a psychology student and uh, at Trent University in Peterborough, and I see you also do some work with the Ottawa Catholic School Board. And I understand working with special needs children. Tell me a little about that. Yes. Yeah, so my mom's best friend is a principal at an elementary school, so that's how I got into it. And I work as an unqualified EA, so helping out children with special needs or children with special education plans that just need a little extra help throughout their day and getting everything ready for them and just setting them up so that they can also have a great day at school. And what age group are you working with, Molly? Um, mostly grades one to six, but I kind of focus on the grades one to two. Okay. And what type of assistance really do you find do you have to do a lot with reading or writing or what type of assistance do you help them with? Um, Most of the kids with reading and writing issues, they are getting help by the teachers. But as an unqualified EA, I kind of help children with autism who need body breaks or they just can't handle everything and get kind of overwhelmed and Some of the students need just that extra, hey, you got this, and some of them need a lot more hands-on help. But each kid is special in their own way, and they're the best kids ever. Now, you mentioned your your grandmother uh, has encouraged you for many years, and she was (laughs) very involved in uh, the Irish community, and your mom as well. 
Um, so the um, I guess it wasn't a hard decision for you then to take the step and say, I want to get involved. No, it was pretty easy. I kind of decided in, I want to say, early January. I thought about it. I saw the social media posts. My grandmother was like, why don't you try out and why don't you go for it? And I was like, I don't know. I'll look into it. And then I did. And I was like, you know what? This is actually really cool. I want to try it. And Molly, when you do graduate from uh, university, what would you hope to do? My hope is to go to teacher's college and okay. then teach grades one, two. Right. And uh, would you have any preferences on where you might like to teach or are there any, would you like to work more again with people, kids that maybe have special needs or would you prefer to be in the regular stream? Um, I would like to come back to Ottawa. Yeah. But I don't have any preference, honestly. I like all aspects of it. And I understand you're a big reader and you like horror. I do. I like horror movies. Okay. And when yes, it comes to I, read, when it comes to reading, what kind of reading do you like? Um, kind of just anything that's popular right now. Colleen Hoover was really popular last summer. I read a lot of her books. Okay. And yeah, but horror movies for sure. They're definitely my favorite. <laughs> when you watch a horror movie, do you prefer to watch it on your own or with somebody there with you? Um, my roommate and I watch all the horror movies together. So okay. definitely with her. So you wouldn't kind of feel scared if you were on your own? Not really, but I wouldn't choose it if I was on my own, probably. Okay. okay. Well, Molly, we're going to have to wrap up. It's been real fun having a chat with you, and uh, I know you'll enjoy the selection event at the end of the month, and I wish you all the best there. Thank you. The Jonathan Showers Rose is Shaley Spracklin, and Shaley is from Montreal. Shaley, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you, of course. Hi, my name is Shaley Rose Spracklin. I'm 23 years old, born and raised in Montreal. I will be graduating in the spring with a Bachelor of Science, majoring in biochemistry with a minor in Irish studies from Concordia University. I started working full-time about a year ago as a laboratory analyst in immunology for a multinational corporation. I work on clinical trials for major diseases such as Alzheimer's, diabetes, and cancer. My plan is to continue to work full-time for another year or so where I can uh, gain a little bit more experience and knowledge before applying for a Master of Science in Clinical Research. I've participated in many different humanitarian development projects. I've helped build a medical center in a remote village in Mexico. I've also volunteered for wildlife conservation projects in South Africa. I'm adventurous. I love to travel. I enjoy spending a lot of my time outdoors, hiking, kayaking, running, um, skiing, snowshoeing in the winter as well. Um, throughout my life, I've been very active, and that definitely has shaped me to be the person I am today involved in many sports, captain of the John Abbott Slide football team, captain of my high school basketball team. I've played soccer, ran track, as well as danced competitively for the Bernadette Short School of Irish Dance for about 12 years or so. So my Irish ancestry comes from my maternal side, the Baileys from County Antrim and the O'Reilly's from County Cavan. My great-grandfather Bailey left County Antrim at age 19 and came to Canada in 1918. He was orphaned in Newfoundland and then went on to be a member of the Legislative Assembly of Quebec, as well as Mayor Verdun 
And having them as role models got me involved with the community, especially the Irish community in Montreal. My mom and me in 1991 for the United Irish Society. And that brought me to this year to enter. And I was selected as one of the United Irish Society princesses of this year's Montreal St. Patrick's Day Parade. The Baileys from County Antrim and the O'Reilly's from County Cabin. Fantastic. Shelley, you're talking there about um, the work you're doing and working on major diseases. That type of work is very, very detailed. And I'd say it must be very frustrating as well as, well as very satisfying. For sure. It's a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours, a lot of overtime. But uh, once we get the results that uh, that we need, it's uh, it's great. It makes the whole day worth it. It makes the weeks worth it. Whatever studies we're working on, it's uh, it's a great experience. I'm sure. And, and I know that if you make any breakthrough in something like that, it's something that you'd remember for your whole life. For sure. I definitely want to focus more on Alzheimer's. Um, the the brain, it fascinates me, the complexity of it, how it functions, and uh, definitely want to make a breakthrough one day to accelerate the research for earlier detection and uh, to eventually find a treatment or many treatments to end Alzheimer's and any other form of dementia altogether. And uh, Shelley, tell me about your uh, rose um, involvement and where you, how you became connected with the Rose. For sure. So in, I first heard about the Rose of Trilly in 2013 when Kira Kilmartin was selected as the Ottawa Rose. She lived in the same town as I did, just outside of Montreal. She danced for the Burnett Short School of Irish Dance and uh, was actually one of my teachers. And at that time, I was 14 years old. I looked up to her. She was an inspiration, a role model, and continues to be so. Um, she's a doctor, and she was involved in our community, and definitely looking up to her at a young age um, made me want to do that uh, when I got older. And so now that's what I'm doing, getting involved, and uh, makes me makes me extremely happy. Fantastic. Well, Sheila, it's been wonderful getting an opportunity to have a little chat with you, and I look forward to meeting you and everybody else on the 27th and wishing you all the best. And thank you for taking the time to have a chat with me. Thank you very much. We're back chatting with Sarah Griffin, who is the coordinator for the Ottawa Centre. Sarah, we just heard from the 10 young applicants there. And I know they're all excited and all hoping that they will be the ambassador. Uh, Canada has four centres, uh, but Ottawa gets to send a rose every second year. That's right. So they've changed um, basically the format of it. Um, and what that allows is every rose the chance to actually be on the live show once you're in Tralee. So it's televised on RTE for millions of viewers. And so um, the Ottawa Centre, for example, we're in every two years, um, so 2023, 2025, and so on. Same goes for Western Canada and Newfoundland, and uh, Toronto will be every two out of three years. So this year at the 2023 Rosa Trillian International Festival, we'll have three Canadian roses, so it'll be Ottawa, Toronto, and Western Canada. So you mentioned that the uh, selection event will be live streamed down to Simbridge as well. Um, is there any possibility that that may be made available at a later date through um, the YouTube channel or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. So we'll upload it for everyone to be able to watch basically once the live stream is done. 
Um, so they'll be able to see for themselves what the uh, row selection is all about. Um, or even if they didn't get the chance to catch it live, um, you know, cheer on their favorite rose or rosebud because we do have our rosebud program uh, back this year. So seven girls between the age of seven and 12 will be uh, on our live stream as well, just chatting with our MC. So that's a tradition that started in Chile that I decided to bring to Ottawa in 2017 just because I got so much out of it in Chile and I know the, the, the girls do too. They have, I suppose, a, a, a bit of mentorship in the roses themselves. So it's a nice program to have here in Ottawa. Will you get to uh, opportunity to travel to Ireland this year or are you adequately busy with your <laughs> young baby? Yeah, so um, I had a baby just under three months ago, and I, although I would love to go to Ireland this summer, I don't think it's in the cards, so it'll have to be in 2025. Now, don't feel too sorry for me because I was in Ireland three times last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, congratulations on a fantastic job that you're doing. Thank you. You're doing a brilliant job and a tremendous organization. Uh, well done. And uh, if anybody would like to make a donation or contribute, I know you would appreciate that also. Is yeah. Where where could they possibly find you? So we're on Instagram at Ottawa Rose, um, also on Facebook, Rose of Chile Ottawa Centre. We have a website, which is roseofchile.ca. And our email, reach out to me anytime. It is ottawarosecentre at roseofchile.ie. Sarah Griffin, thanks for taking the time.